0: The word of the Lord isn't just kind of good. The word of the Lord is perfect in restoring your mind and your will and your emotions to its original condition.
1: Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. Author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas, Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God.
2: Jesus said, you must be born twice. What in the world did he mean by that? Hi, everybody. Welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thank you for joining us today. We're continuing the series, Two Keys to Knowing God's Will. You know, Jesus often said things that didn't make sense to the natural mind. One time, a brilliant theologian named Nicodemus approached him in the dark of night. Jesus told him something that totally threw him for a loop. He said, Truly I say to you, you must be born again. Nicodemus responded with the question, How can a man be born twice? Well, we're going to answer that question today in part two of the series, Two Keys to Knowing God's Will. You don't want to miss this enlightening talk. So grab your Bible and follow along as we go to the message From Caterpillar to Butterfly.
0: And I find that when I am surrounded by heaven's atmosphere, then when I go out the front door and I face the world, the flesh, and the devil, I'm in it, but not of it. I am not affected by the toxic atmosphere because I have brought with me my own atmosphere, and that is the fullness of the Spirit and the presence of the kingdom of God. See, we're supposed to go out there and say, you know what, I'm in it, but it's not affecting me, it's not corrupting me. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to love the orphans and the widows and their affliction, James wrote, and to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. And how do you keep yourself unspotted from the world? By filling, getting filled with the Holy Spirit and the Word of God so that now you've got an atmosphere around you and the world doesn't get in. So thank God for the diving bell spider. So... He says, rather than being conformed, letting the world shape you and mold you and make you, rather than taking on the world's attitudes and thoughts and worldview, he said, I want you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformed. Everybody say transformed. Now, transformed comes from a Greek word. Here it is, metamorpho. Now, what do you think we get from metamorpho? Metamorphosis. You heard about metamorphosis in science class. And we were told about the caterpillar. And a little caterpillar going from leaf to leaf. All the caterpillar does is live to eat and eat to live. He just goes from leaf to leaf. Eating. But then he comes to a point in his life that he spins around himself a cocoon. And in that cocoon, the caterpillar becomes liquid. And then after a period of time, a miracle happens. And that former caterpillar emerges from that cocoon in the form of a beautiful, colorful, airborne butterfly. He went from crawling, eating to live, and living to eat caterpillar to a beautiful, colorful, airborne butterfly. That's called metamorphosis, And that's the word he uses when he says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So he's talking about something radical here. We are to go from one thing to entirely a different thing. And what is that different thing? It is the character and the person and the beauty and the glory of Jesus Christ. We were caterpillars living to eat and eating to live. But then we met Jesus, and Jesus began to change us. And now we are in the process of metamorphosis being changed literally from one thing into something completely and totally different. The Bible says, therefore, if any person is in Jesus Christ, he is a new creation, a new creature altogether. He says the old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away, behold, the fresh and the new has come. And that's talking about you, and that's talking about me. Thank God for salvation. Thank God for salvation. Now, the renewing of the mind. Let me tell you why it's necessary. When we're saved, we experience what Jesus called being born again. He said, you must be born again. If you're not born again, you're never going to see the kingdom of God. So when you are born again, your soul that was dead is suddenly made alive by Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit coming to live inside of you. You are born from above. Born once you're lost, born twice you're saved. Born once you're blind, born twice you see. Born once you're dead, born twice you're alive. Jesus said you must be born again. And so when we're born again, our souls are instantly made alive, instantly transformed. We experience a miracle, the born-again experience. So becoming a Christian is not turning over a new leaf, it's not rehab, it's not a New Year's resolution, it is you come into contact with a real living God, and by His Spirit that God transforms you on the inside. It is not rehabilitation, it's transformation. But having been transformed by the new birth, guess what? We still have the need. For continual transformation to the likeness of Jesus Christ. Because salvation is instantaneous, but sanctification and spiritual growth is a process that takes a lifetime. And Paul says the key to this ongoing transformation is the renewal of your mind. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You will ongoingly know more and more truth, and more and more truth will make you more and more free. We are transformed by what we know, particularly about God. Here's why we need to have our minds renewed, because we got a mind problem. Now, I'm not telling you you're mentally ill. Look up at me and not your spouse. But we have a mind problem. You say, I don't have a mind problem, Pastor Jeff. Yes, you do. You do have a mind problem. See, the problem with our minds is they are fallen. Our minds were fallen. Our wills fell, our emotions fell, our intellectual thought processes fell. And so though our spirits are being, are born again following our conversion, our minds are still filled with stinking thinking. Anybody in here still has some stinking thinking? Raise your hand. Come on. And you know what? That stinking thinking affects the way you behave, affects the way you respond to things. It affects the way you see people, the way you see God. Stinking thinking can take your joy away. You know, we need to get rid of stinking thinking and get righteous thinking. And the only way to get rid of stinking thinking and get righteous thinking is by spending time in the righteous book. Spending time in the book that is filled with God's thoughts. Spending time in the Word of God. I want you to listen to the Bible. Describe your mind and mine before we were saved. Ephesians 4, 17 says, Now this I say, and I testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them because of the hardness of their hearts. Now, there you have it. Look at this. Our thinking before we were saved was futile. That means our thinking got us nowhere. It's the picture of a hamster's wheel. He's on that hamster's wheels going in circles, but he's getting nowhere. Thinking from a fallen mind gets you nowhere. It does not carry you to God. So he says our thinking was futile. Our understanding was darkened. Our spirits were alienated, and we were ignorant about God and life. And that's the way we were in our minds. So prior to our salvation, our minds were programmed. To be this way, self centered. It's all about me. Don't care about anybody else. I want mine when I want it, how I want it. I'm selfish. I'm self centered. I'm self focused, fleshly, and misguided. We thought we were making good decisions, but the Bible says there is a way that seems right to the fallen mind, but the end of it leads to death. It looked right. It seemed right. The way we wanted to live felt right. But the Bible says it led us astray. It led us away from God. Our wrong thinking led us away. So even though our souls are saved, our minds need to be renewed. And as they are renewed, we are transformed into a beautiful butterfly. That butterfly being the character of Jesus Christ. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, kindness, faith, all those words, the fruit of the Spirit is a description of the character of Jesus Christ. So as our minds are renewed, we're transformed. Day by day by day by day, we are transformed. Look what he says in Colossians 3 verse 10. And you have clothed yourselves with the new spiritual self, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded. Did you catch that? What's happening with you and I every day? We are being renewed and we are being remolded. We are being transformed into the image of Christ every single day. And how's that happen? He says, through more perfect knowledge of Him who created it. Amen. Praise God. Say, Pastor, I want to be renewed. I want to be transformed. All right? Then you need a greater knowledge of God. How do we get a knowledge of God? This book tells us about God, everything we need to know about the Lord. When I open it up in the morning, I feel like I have opened up a treasure chest. I'm excited. I can't wait to get into it. That's where I'm at right now. I love it. It's like, here's silver, here's gold, here's diamonds, here's rubies. It's like a treasure chest. And I read it, and it tells me about God, His love, His character, His ways. What pleases Him, what doesn't. What brings blessing, what won't. How He answers prayer, how He doesn't. His ways, I learn about Him. And as I take in the Word of God, my brain, the old ways of thinking are replaced. Erased with new ways of thinking, replacing them. My old thoughts, my old thought patterns are erased. You know, when I came to the Lord, I had been in drugs. And this is way back in my teenage years. But you know, because I opened that door to drugs, I fell prey to fears. Irrational, tormenting fears. And when I yielded to the ministry, when I yielded to the ministry, these fears attacked me. And every day I was paralyzed with this fear. And I've told you this before. But I'm going to share a verse with you that changed my life. Because you've got to understand, I couldn't progress because of the stinking thinking that was happening up here. See, I had a stronghold. You know what a stronghold is? A stronghold is whatever holds you strong. A stronghold. You can be saved and have a stronghold. A stronghold is a thought pattern pattern in your mind. The Greek New Testament calls it a castle in the mind. It's like a castle that is built in your mind. And inside that castle, there is always a lie. Every stronghold exists in your life and mind through a lie, something we believe way back there, and we haven't been able to shake it. I'm talking about habits you can't get rid of. I'm talking about Thought patterns you wish that you could shed, but you can't. I'm talking about areas you keep falling. You keep stumbling. And you say, oh God, I repent. And you've repented 2,000 times. And sometimes we need to realize we're dealing with a stronghold. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Bringing into captivity every imagination and thought to the obedience of Christ. See, I had a stronghold. There were things in my mind, beliefs, that were lies that opened the door to me being tormented with this fear. So one day the Lord gave me this verse, and I want you to remember this verse. It's very short Psalms 19 7. The word of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. Can we say that together? The word of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul the Word of the Lord right here. You're holding it in your hand. This Word is perfect. Now what's the soul? The soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. The Word of the Lord isn't just kinda good, isn't 90% effective. The Word of the Lord is perfecto, perfect, in restoring your mind and your will and your emotions to its original condition. That's right. Your soul and your soul is the center of your thinking. So reading God's Word is perfect in its ability to renew your thinking. So when I read that, I began to memorize large portions of the Word of God. I began to devour, inhale, just day after day. I bombarded my thinking, my mind, with the Word of God. And one day I woke up and realized... There was no more fear because the word of God, like a mighty wrecking ball, had slammed into the side of that castle in my mind and unseated the lie that caused that fear to be alive in my mind, and I got set free. Some of you have habits, and you have said, well, I'm going to make a New Year's resolution. That won't do it. You've got a stronghold, and that stronghold needs to be bombarded by the word of God and the word of God is the weapon that is not carnal, but is mighty through God to the pulling down of those strongholds. Is anybody here today? Come on, church. When you get into this Bible, when you saturate your mind with it, it restores our mind from sickness to health, from death to life. From darkness to light, from sorrow to joy, from wrong to right, this erases and replaces old ways of thinking with new ways of thinking. And as it renews our mind, we are transformed, metamorphosized into the image of Jesus Christ. Woo. Don't tell me Christianity is just for heaven. This is where we live. Remember, you're never going to be what you ought to be until you do what you ought to do. We're going to have to spend daily time. We must spend daily time in the Word. Show me a Christian that never spends time in the Word. I'll show you a Christian that's defeated, that is confused, that is weak, and open to deception. Show me a person that spends every day in the Word of God, and I'll show you a Christian. Let me just quote it for you. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, Or sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. His fruit will come forth when it's supposed to. His leaf will not wither. And whatever he does will prosper. Now, if that doesn't make you motivated to get into the Word of God... I don't know what does. So watch this now. I'm going to tell you how to read it, and then I'm going to close. So, Pastor, I read it. I don't get anything out of it. You know why you don't get anything out of it? Because you don't read it enough. Because the more you read the Word, the more you'll want to. The less you read the Word, the less you'll want to. So if you're not feeling it at first, read it anyway. Because you're opening the book that is the very Word of God. It is God-breathed. When I open up this book, it's like a light shines in my face. There's no book like this book, the Holy Bible. Not anything on earth is like this book. Thank God for the Word of God and the God who gave us the Word. So when you open this book, you say, how do I read it? I want you to say this with me. I read it wide wide. And read it deep. deep. Let's try it again. Read it wide. wide. And read it deep. deep. Here's how you do it. Read it wide. That means don't just have a few pet verses and that's all you ever read. If those verses could talk, they would say, you've been to me so many times. Why don't you see what else God said? (laughs) Because all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Okay? So read it wide. So here's what I suggest. Read a whole book. Read books. Don't just read little, read books. So let's say you start with the book of John. Read it wide. Read one chapter a day. And then the next day you pick up right where you left off. Read chapter one, next day two, next day three, and read the whole thing. Paul told the Ephesian elders, he said, I failed not to teach you the whole counsel of God. So you don't need a few thoughts here and there. You need the whole warp and woof, the whole message of the Bible, God's plan of salvation, his plan for Messiah, his plan for the church, his plan for eternity, his plan for the world. You want the whole story, not bits and pieces. I've written several books. If you came to me and said, well, pastor, I read one quarter of chapter 10. It was great. As an author, I would be offended. Oh, the rest of it you don't like? The rest of us? And what does God think? We we'll say, well, you know, God, I thank you that it's really your word, but I'm not gonna read the whole thing. No, read it wide. And then when you finish, John, keep going. Go into Acts, go into Romans, go read the whole book so that you get the whole picture. Read it wide. And then read it deep. You read it deep by personalizing it. For God so loved the world. I'm gonna personalize it. God so loved the world. Oh, he didn't just love it. He so loved it that he gave his only begotten son. Oh, it wasn't just any son or one of several, but only son. That whoever, well, I'm part of whoever believes on him. Oh, it's not about works. It's about belief. It's about faith. Whoever believes on him would not perish. Oh, until I believe on him, I'm perishing but would have everlasting life. Not just life here and now, but life that never ends. And milk that verse. Read it deep. And then get your pen out. If your Bible is so holy you can't write in it, get another Bible that's not so holy. Mark it up. Get your pen. And here's what you do. You go, all right, in reading this chapter, this verse just jumped out at me and grabbed me by the throat. So I'm going to write down what it said to me and then date it. Why would I date it? Because I do this. I open my Bible, this Bible. It's so marked up. I had to get a new one because there are certain chapters that are so marked up I couldn't find anything. But in here, it's all dates. So I can look and I can say, oh, on this date, God said this to me about that. And I read it wide and I read it deep. I read it and I seed it. The one who delights in the law of the Lord reads it. But the one who meditates day and night is seeding it. You're planting it. It's becoming a part of your infrastructure, your interior life. And that's when it transforms you.
2: What an amazing truth from Jesus that we really can experience a second birth, the miracle of being born again. Here at Life Talk, we want nothing more than for you to experience success in your Christian life. And that's why we're making a very special offer to our Life Talk listeners. Here's our announcer to tell you more. But before I go, believe it or not, it's the Christmas season once again. My favorite time of year. Next time we're together, I'm going to ask an intriguing question. What if Jesus had never been born? This message has been a Life Talk favorite, and I can't wait to help get you in the Christmas spirit with this timely word on what the world would be like had Jesus never come. Don't miss it. Now to our announcer. From Caterpillar to Butterfly is the second message of Pastor Jeff's series, Two Keys to Knowing God's Will you can own a copy of this two-CD set for just $10 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the series Two Keys to Knowing God's Will for only $10 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information.
1: For those of you who will help Life Talk reach America with God's Word, Jeff has written a beautiful booklet entitled, Let the Journey Continue, the Spirit-Filled Life. Let the Journey Continue is a beautifully designed companion booklet to our last month's offer. Let the journey begin. Let the Journey Continue explains in a simple, easy to read style what the Bible teaches about walking in the Spirit. This will surely be a helpful addition to your spiritual resources library. And Let the Journey Continue would make a great gift for that teen in the house, friend, coworker, or spouse that might be struggling to understand how to live the Christian life in victory. Don't miss this beautifully illustrated little booklet for a gift of any size to helping Lifetalk take God's Word to America. You've been listening to Lifetalk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station